I want to begin reading verse 10. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction, let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not in the paths of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those uh, that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we love thy word tonight. Lord, I wish I could have learned it a long time before I got saved. I wish I would begin very early to study it. And I think of all the goodness that I've missed out on because I did not hide it in my heart when I was a young man. But Father, I pray, I do thank you for studying thy word, learning thy word, and learning thy ways all these years. And you've been good to me because of it, and I know it. And you've given me a long life and a good life. And I thank you so much for it. And Lord, I pray these things might be so in every Christian. So I ask you, dear God, teach us tonight what you have in mind for us out of thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you look at verses 23 especially, down through verse 27, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I want to stop right there if I can. Every Christian ought to put up a caution sign somewhere in their home life that reads this way. Warning. Your thought life may be hazardous to your health. Now, as you read the Bible, the word heart is used some 800 times in the Old Testament. <clears throat> More than 200 times of the 800 times it deals with a thought life, that which motivates us and moves us. It deals with our intellect, our emotions. The word heart, and it means the same thing, as the New Testament deals with the mind. Proverbs 4 verse 23 again says, Keep your mind, keep your thought life, 
with diligence for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, out of your mind. I don't know about you, but my mind never stops. My mind, I can't find a restful moment. I mean, every time I, 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 I'm i reading the Bible, I'm thinking if I lay down to go to sleep, I'm thinking my mind's running 90 miles an hour all the time. Now, the control factor of the thought life is found in verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, your attitudes are the sum total of your thoughts because your uh, tender... It tends to your actions. Now, so the heart leads to the attitude, and the attitude leads to the actions, and the actions lead to the achievements. One man put it this way. So a thought, reap an act. So an act, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. It all begins right up here. It all begins with your thought life. Did you know that God destroyed a whole civilization because of their heart? They had heart trouble or mind trouble? Let me read you something in the book of Genesis just a moment. In Genesis chapter 6, and listen to verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he goes on to say that God repented him and he made man and he destroyed man off the face of the earth. So the thought life is really important. It's the most important thing that you can control. It's the same in our day, Matthew 24, verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now watch this. Jesus said, without repentance no man shall see God or go to heaven. So we know that repentance is important. Jesus said, without repentance, no man shall see God or go to heaven. So the word repentance in the New Testament means change of mind. Change your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. God said, I beseech you, I beg you, I plead with you. Uh, give me your mind. And he says it over and over. God transform you by changing your thought processes or your mind. When God is in the heart... Then a person is enabled to think right, live right, and do right. When God is refused, a person thinks wrong, lives wrong, and does wrong. Uh, Fifteen college professors done a study on this matter of the thought life, and here's what they all said. If all the books on the art of moving human beings into action were condensed into one brief statement, what would that statement be? And this is what they concluded. What the mind attends to, it considers. What the mind does not attend to, it dismisses. What the mind attends to continually, it believes. What the mind believes, it eventually does. Amen? You just think about that little thing for a few minutes. Now that's just... Uh, probably unsaved professors in college studying the mind. And yet, what a conclusion they come to. You must think pure thoughts, holy thoughts, righteous thoughts, good thoughts, based on the Word of God then. Romans chapter 12, verse 21, advises this. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, the secret 
of ministering the thought life is given us in Proverbs 4 and verse 20. Look at it. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Now here's what I'm getting to tonight. Every one of us has got a busy mind. We can't just shut it off. It's constantly thinking. Always thinking. It's always running. And so the Bible makes it plain here, if you want to have a healthy mind, if you want to have a stable mind, and one that does right, listen to what it says. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. You know where you get the right thoughts from the Word of God? The more you study the Word of God, the more you'll think right. Now watch this. Keep God's Word in the middle of your heart. In order for you not to think bad thoughts, you must think God's thoughts. You're not only to read the Word of God, but we're to think on the Word of God all the day long. Do you know what the word meditate is? Mean the Bible says that we're to meditate on the Word of God all the time. You read it, you sit down, you begin to read it. Every morning I try to get up my Bible and have my four-year-olds a cup of coffee. By the way, I told you that my wife got on to me the other day and said, you eating one more than you're supposed to. And I said, no, no, I broke that one. It don't count. The broke one don't count. And so I, I said, I get my Oreos, a cup of coffee. I'm sitting there with my Bible and I'm just reading. And I love the book of Ecclesiastes. I've read it over and over. And the more I read it, the more I understand human beings. And, and I challenge you, read it. It explains what it's all about. Amen. But... When you read it, you, you take the Bible and you lay it on your, your table, you know, and you read the Word of God and you think you just get up and walk away. No, the Bible says, and God's Word makes it plain, we're to think on it, we're to meditate on it all the time. And an old preacher explained it this way. He said, the old cow goes out yonder and mulches on that green grass all day and, and he gets over yonder under a, a shady oak tree and lays down and he's got two stumps. And so he, what it does is he, he put that green grass in that stomach the first time and then he goes over and lays down and then he up comes that stomach out of that stomach into the other stomach and he digests it. And that's what the Bible says meditation is. You read the Word of God the first time but then you meditate on it. You bring it up again and you think on it all day long everywhere you go. Did you ever think about this? God made man... Uh, where you cannot think two things at the same time. You can't do it. God made us that way. You can only think of one thing at a time. If you don't believe it, try it. it you can't do it. Only one thing can go through here at one time. Now, if you're thinking what is right, then you cannot uh, simultaneously uh, think of something that's wrong then. I want to show you something. Turn over to Prober, I mean, uh, Philippians. The book of Philippians chapter 4, and look with me in verse 8. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Just to show you what I'm talking about. 
me and Glenn Gibbons went fishing one time in a fishing tournament of Palaka. And the, the first prize was $10,000 in a bass boat. And we got out that day and we fished and we caught a lemon to fish and we was in the money. I mean, buddy, we had a made, we had a basket full of fish. And we went up and Glenn said, the preacher's all right. They had a big television screen, they had the whole thing, and it was going to be televised all across the country. And Glenn said, I, I, I told him, I'll park the boat, you go ahead and take the fish up. He stepped out on the uh, dock with that big old bag of fish and the bottom fell out and dropped them all. He come back to me and he said, Preacher, and I said, don't worry about it, I've seen what happened. Now I could have got mad and I could have thought of that and every once in a while it still comes back. And I think, my goodness, we could have won that thing. We had that one every bit of it. But you know what the Bible says? Leave that alone. That's gone. Think on something good. We had a wonderful time up there. Sometime I'll tell you back. I'll tell you about uh, uh, Mary's nephew. Is his nephew? It's uh, now he's the attorney general or something. Uh, what? What she say? A county judge. And I think about it. when I went up there. Was I started saying nothing, but he was a college student. And he had a bunch of cats. And then we went up there and stayed that same weekend that we or we it was fishing up there and, and we went down that night, put the boat in about four o'clock in the river and getting ready to go out and there was six hundred and twenty eight boats in that tournament. Looked like a city out there. So I lay down in my boat waiting on daylight to come and the tournament start off and we was a two hundred and twenty six boat to take off. And we took off down that river and we were running wide over. I'm talking about 70 mile an hour down that river. And uh, all these boats flying down the river and all of a sudden I see something go by my face. And I said, nah, I ain't saying that. And Glenn said, Preacher, did you see that? I said, what? He said, that black cat. There was a cat got down under that seat and went to sleep. And when he's flying down that river, yeah, 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 carrying on that cat jumped out, and I said, about 600 boats run over him. <laughs> and I said to myself, uh, to this day, I'm not going to tell this. I hope he ain't listening to this thing. But I'm not going to tell him about it, amen? That's one of his cats. But we had the best time. We really did. Fishing, we caught the best fish. We had the best term we ever been in our life. And to think on what we lost... Instead of what a good time we had, that's pretty stupid. Amen. I don't think on the bad things. I, I don't. I already, I'm not going to dwell on it. Somebody was talking to me about some uh, it done us certain ways years ago, and I said, "Wait a minute! I don't want to hear that rot again." Amen. I don't want to think on that. I'm beyond that. I want to think on something good. I want to think what's right. You can't think of two things at the same time. You'll either think on the bad thing or you'll think on the good thing. Now, I learned something. You can be happier thinking on the good thing. I don't care what it is. Just think about something good. It's good. Amen? Now, and when your thought life is right, there are at least three things it will begin to do for you. Now, look at Proverbs 23 for a minute, and I want to show you some things. Proverbs uh, 
chapter 4, I mean in verse 23. Verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Notice from verse 24 now. Put away from thee a fraud mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Now there's some things here I want you to see. First of all, it will govern your speech. Verse 24. Notice. Put away from thee a forward mouth. Your thought life governs your speech. Dirty mouth, dirty heart. Think about it. Matthew 12, verse 34. In part. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You think about that for just a minute. Out of the abundance of the heart, out of your mind, the Bible says, the mouth speaketh. Whatever you're thinking about, that's what you're going to say. Amen? So the Bible says, guard your speech. How are you going to do that? Guard your thought life. Guard your life, thought life. You ever, ever people say something bad to one or somebody else and, and go crazy and say all kind of crazy things and they say, well, I just flew off the handle. No, you didn't. You said exactly what you was thinking. You ain't no such thing as flying off the handle. It's just a matter of you thinking, you're saying what you're thinking. And the Bible says one of the ways that you can live a good life, and by the way, if you go back and study this, it talks about how you can have a good life. And how you do it? Watch your mouth. And be careful. When your thought life is right, and then you'll guard, you'll guard, your, you'll guard your speech. Secondly, it will guard your sight. Verse 25. Verse 25 says, Let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Did you know that you can't help what your eyes see? If you're looking around, you can't help what you see. But you can help what you dwell on. If I see something wrong, if I'm turning the TV channel like I mentioned this morning and I see something I ought not to be looking at, I got a choice right there. Do I turn the station or I continue to look? You know what the Bible says? Turn the station. It's just that simple. You don't have to dwell on it. Guard your eyes. Guard my eyes means that I can see things and I can't have a thing to do with what comes into my view. But I can have what I dwell on. And I don't have to continue to look at it. So secondly, guard your eyesight. Job 31 verse 1. A, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? He said, I made a covenant with my eyes. In other words, what you see governs what you think. So be careful what you look at. Thirdly, it will guard your steps. Now look at verse 26 on down. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Now, God wants to govern your speech, guard your eyes, and then guide your steps. So the Bible makes it very plain. If you want to have a good life, the first thing you've got to do is control your mind. 
control it. Get in control of it. I wish I could remember how that little thing I read. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know if I can tell it right or not. I can't tell the joke anyhow. But I'll, this thing is so funny to me. He said a poly parrot down in Texas eat a bunch of bologna. He ate the whole loaf of bologna. And he flew up on the uh, handle of an old pump well. You know the pump? You pump the thing with He's sitting up on that iron pump. Lightning struck the pump, knocked the feathers out of that old pellet parrot. He jumped up and he said, Well, I learned one thing. Uh, don't ever fly off the handle when you're full of baloney. <laughs> Amen. I love that. Did you know what? I, I listen to people all the time and they fly off the handle and they say it and they do crazy things and they, they want to blame it on everything in the world and it's not nobody else's fault. It's your own. Right here. Did you know when somebody comes up to me and starts a bunch of stuff and I just, wait a minute, I want to guard my mind. I want to guard my eyes. I want to guard my steps. So I don't have to stay around that kind of stuff. Come away from it. But if you stay around it, then you're going to think on it. And if you think on it, then you're going to end up doing it. Amen? So it all begins with the mind. And I, I've dealt with people just like Mr. Harden was talking about this lady that uh, is contemplating committing suicide. Many. And somebody I was sitting the other night, think of all the people over the years that I have dealt with that's tried to commit suicide or did commit suicide. And I come to conclude it all began right up here. You know it's important to think about yourself rightly. You know what the devil wants to do? He wants to beat you down. He wants to get you discouraged. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks about me. Nobody even knows I'm alive. It would be surprising to you how many people really care about you. Really, you know, I got so many people that love me and care for me, and I don't take that for granted. I think on that bunch. I'm not interested in the other bunch. If they don't have something to say about me, it's bad. Help yourself, but I'm not going to listen to you. I got so many people that love me and care for me, and I really mean this. I want to think right, and when you begin to think right, then you begin to live right. And the Bible says that's the good life. And I want the good life. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, You're so good to us. And Lord, we can't get over it how You've blessed us continually. Bless those around us. And we do love to hear testimonies of people that You have blessed. Money-wise, health-wise, friend-wise, family-wise. On every aspect of our life, You have blessed us. Help us to guard our thought life, our minds, and keep our minds steadfast on You. Concentrate on the Word of God. Get in the Proverbs. Get in the Psalms. Get in Ecclesiastes. Read these precious promises that You've given to Your children. And concentrate on those things every day of our life. And we won't have time to think about the rest of the messes in the world. And so we pray, dear God, teach us, help us, give us the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, control our thought life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.